Welcome back. This is the Master on Hakanui for a Thursday afternoon. Guy Michaels from Dairy and Z joins us now. G'day, Guy. Yeah, good afternoon, Andy. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, how's things been? Yeah, good, thanks. But first, who chose that music, Andy? It's yeah. quite crikey. It's tough listening. <laughs> well, anything and everything. Different strokes are different folks. <laughs> uh, things are good, Andy. Yeah. Uh, it's like Christmas at the moment, isn't it? Well, Christmas Day for us coming up um, over the weekend, obviously. But, um, no, gee, just the sweaters, just uh, fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah, and we've got another four or five days of it yet, too. So we're not going to say no to it. No, 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 100% not, no, no, it's uh, make, make hay with the sunshines, yeah. Right, with Derry and Z, we get you guys on the Muster Weekly. Uh, first of all, we're starting about human resource templates for likes of end-of-season reviews so and exit interviews, so we just got to start thinking about these kind of things now. Yeah, we do end of year. Look, it's, uh, we had a bit of info on that on our uh, last um, uh, electronic uh, newsletter that just went out with just some tips and tricks and this time of year obviously uh, there's a bit of HR stuff that could be done so it's just a bit of a reminder that that, that information's there and available um, in template form if you're if you're interested and there was just a bit of other stuff in there just as a reminder um, some of the uh, the winter preparedness uh, stuff it's gee we've had how many good winters in a row, Andy? Um, it's hard to remember what a, what a normal one is, but uh, just a reminder that um, uh, an ugly winter uh, we need to be prepared for. It's a reminder as well, Plan B, as we look at wintering. Like you say, the weather's been one out of the box at the moment, but it will change. It's just the law of averages. It's just saving our butts for a little bit longer as far as grass growth as we head into the middle of May. Um, it's a good chance to just think about B, option B for cows if we need something over winter as well. Yep, 100%. It's just, uh, it's just, just to have it in the back of your if you're thinking, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, Andy, this time of year. The, uh, when you get a day like this, you can easily imagine uh, milking on to the end of May. And uh, uh, by gee, we're going to do record production. Everything's looking rosy. And then we get to the 20th of May. And um, something nasty happens. And all of a sudden, it's time to shut up shop. So, well, I guess that would be uh, one of the messages uh, for today. It's just uh, while the weather's good and... and uh, um, things are easy to plan and we've got time to plan. It's just worth doing a bit of a stock take now just to just to set yourself up for the end of the season. Um, there's really only a couple of three things that you need to that you need to have a bit of a plan for. Obviously uh, um, as Stu Evans was on last week and he talked a bit about uh, um, doing a crop yields and some feed testing yep. now just to help prepare for winter. So that's the first one. You'd take that next step now, and, and we've got some uh, simple feed budget uh, templates on, on our website that you can use for, for a bit of proactive decision-making, sort of plan from, you know, now through to the end of uh, end of the season's dry-off, and then uh, something similar again from the 1st of June through to the plan starter carving, and then from plan starter carving through to balance date, so you can split it up. Accordingly, but uh, it's just it's worth having a bit of a plan, isn't it? Um, and then you're throwing alongside it, it, so that the usual focus on water condition score, um, special focus now on on your younger, earlier calvers and any lane cows and 
uh, anyone that's at risk. It's just making sure you're giving them a good chance to set them up properly, properly for winter. Um, and then the, the the last one around uh, sort of a planned approach to drying off, Andy. Um, uh, everybody will, will probably already have a plan in place with the with the uh, vet or consultant just around how they're going to do it. Um, but again, having a plan in place is uh, is important, uh, and some sort of drying off guide really thought out around how you're going to align that uh, with uh, um, use of antibiotic or uh, or teat seal. Um, have a plan in place and making sure your team know know what's planned. And then I guess when you look at what some of the uh, some of the, the better farms that manage this process really well do, there's a few things that are similar. Um, typically they'll dry their herds off in batches, you know, not trying to do everything, you know, all in one day. Uh, they'll ensure that they've got enough hands on deck, you know, on the day when they're doing it, so that they're not rushing. Um, as I say, they have that clear strategy around how they'll use their dry care and their teat seal. They'll have a good transition plan and feeding to to reduce milk production, you know, by dropping intakes leading up to drying off. Uh, they won't skip milking, so they'll just go uh, abruptly from milking one day to drying off the next. Uh, they'll probably have a pretty good focus on having some clean paddocks uh, for cows to go into after dry cow and minimising mud. It's easy to see today, isn't it? Maybe not so easy at the end of uh, May. And then that maintenance feeding for that first week, week or two um, after dry off. So it all seems to be sort of a little bit common between the farms that manage it, manage it pretty well. Um, and yeah, when you when you throw it all in the mix, uh, our, our May production for most farms is around five to seven percent of total production. Uh, as I say, today's today's nice and good, and you can imagine walking through to the end of the season. Uh, but when it turns, it tends to turn pretty quick. So have your pan in place and, and uh, um, try not to compromise some of your bottom lines around uh, pasture cover. Um, is at the end of uh, the month because it can have quite an overly big impact on next season, Eddie. Just finally, Guy, there seems to be a lot of people going to a winter-based uh, grass system for feeding cows. If it, what advice would you give to people who are doing this for the first time? Yeah, you're right, Andy. It's, it has got quite popular for a variety of reasons. Um, I think some of the early learnings we're seeing on farm uh, from the, the, the farms that have tried it uh, you need to be particularly careful around managing your body condition score approach. Um, generally, you know, we're used to wintering on fodder crops uh, with a high ME of you know 10 to 12. Most of the uh, baleage that's made, uh, um, we know through testing, is 10 or less. And if you're expecting to put the same amount of uh, condition on on that poor quality feed, uh, you're going to really struggle. So. We have seen quite a lot of uh, uh, evidence of uh, herds coming out of winter with quite a tail end and they haven't uh, um, put the condition on than they expected. And sometimes it's a bit surprising because there's been little mud um, over winter and conditions seem to have been good and you think the cows are happy, but they just haven't performed. So uh, the the, uh, the advice would be um, split off your cows that uh, need the condition uh, the most and as Stu said last week, test the feed that you're planning to put into them and then act accordingly. Make sure you're putting the good stuff where it's needed. Wise words, Guy. We'll leave it there. Appreciate your time.
Thank you, Andy. Nice to talk. Good and luck. Uh, good luck over the weekend. Absolutely, and I'll see if I can get some Arlo Guthrie or something a bit more old school for you next time, eh? Go <laughs> 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 on, Michael's out of Dairy NZ, totally dissing the music today. Fair call. Cool. Um, up next, Hannah Blakely, Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Okay.